Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Noah, and I am here with my co-host, Kayla. And today is just going to be a regular episode. Nothing exciting has been happening in the world of movies, so I think we're just going to... It's going to be really casual, you know? Oh, yeah, nothing, totally. N- nothing going on. No, this is our Oscar reaction podcast because the Oscars happened. So they did you know indeed. that the Oscars can't happen without people talking about it afterwards. Oh, That's, my gosh. Did they I happen? know. Did they even happen? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it. <laughs> no discourse at all. Yeah, nothing afterwards. It was just a nice ceremony. And everyone was like, wow, that was great. Before we get into the episode, though, we maybe should start this out with our answers to last week's question of the week, because it's kind of pertinent, obviously, which is uh, we asked, what is your Oscar snub for this year? So like the biggest Oscar snub for you in um, these categories. So some interesting answers we got here. So Zach Smith Michaels said the Green Knight getting nothing is weird. Mm. I would have to agree. Yeah, getting, like, absolutely nothing, because I don't think, like, they would have ever nominated it for picture or anything, but, like, even cinematography, because Lighthouse got nominated for cinematography, so, like, why not? And that movie was beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, Yeah, we also got a shout-out here about Green Knight from Mike, um, and they also said Green Knight or French Dispatch, which, yeah, that's two both that should have been in cinematography, at least one of those two. And French Dispatch definitely should have been in production design. Yeah, 100%. Our friend Waffles said, obviously, Nicolas Cage, which, Mm. true. We agree with that one. And they also said, I'll throw out The Summit of the Gods for Best Animated, a movie no one saw but was incredible. That is is a Netflix original, I believe, or at least was on Netflix, of them climbing uh, a mountain. Ah, gotta love those mountain climbing I almost dots. watched it, uh, but I did not. But it was an animated. It looked interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, and so going back to Instagram, I'll do Dan's here because he also said Green Knight. I didn't see that. Um, but then he also shouted out Denis Villeneuve for Best Director, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but this one is um, a little smaller, The Rescue for Best Doc, which is one I saw a lot of people talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's interesting because um, that one sure. did lead a lot of conversation throughout the year, so I'm surprised it didn't get a nomination. Yeah, it was definitely odd. On Spotify, Joe said, I don't really believe in Oscar snubs. Noms are generally driven by studio money, not the quality of the films, which is true. But Joe Buffalo by Amar Shabib deserves to be up there for documentary short, which I have not seen. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, but documentary short, you know, there's always those small ones. We nominated technically a documentary short for best documentary in ours, so that uh-huh. one's been there. Yeah. Gen Z said Riff from West Side Story, oh, which, yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, the best, the supporting actor category was pretty stacked this year, so that was a hard one, because, like, I feel like he might have had a chance if there weren't so many people. Yeah, I think maybe Jesse Plemons could have been taken out. Yeah, one of those two. Because I think Jesse Plemons is an amazing actor, but I also think that Cody's performance was better, and I think that... Mm-hmm. Jesse has done better roles before, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Just one of yeah. those things. Like, if you were to swip swap, you know, I think that we could have seen uh, Riff in there. 
Definitely. He wasn't even invited, um, so that's stupid. I know. Major L. Yeah, that was I don't know why really they sad. should have had him and Rachel Ziegler do the presenting and not um Jacob Ellerty and Rachel Ziegler. Like that was just I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Such a weird um, combination. Two movies here that got shouted out that uh I feel like kinda were big in the summer and then no one talked like they weren't big afterwards. Malignant, which I do think that there was like some talk about like makeup maybe for that when it came out. Yeah, horror never gets put in the Oscars, unfortunately. I know. So sad. And then also um Bo Burnham's Inside, which I don't think it was even really eligible for the Oscars though. Yeah, I'm I not sure. I think they I get doubt- it in like the Emmys or yeah one of those yeah i think it because it's a it's a made for tv movie technically is what they called Mm. it but i do agree because like the emmys like have a much smaller audience so it would have been cool if we got like a best original song at least or something you know yeah maybe best original song i think many like almost any of the ones that got nominated with any of those songs from that um yikes yeah so I found out today when I was making the run of show and looked at last year's run of show. I was today years old when. <laughs> that we made <laughs> predictions last year at the end of our Oscars episode for this year's Oscars. Oh. Did you know that? Okay. I knew it and then I forgot it and then you told me and then I knew it again. Yeah. So I listened to that section and I have some good predictions for you, some of which did come true and okay. many of which All right. did not, in fact, come true. All right. Well, as we'll learn, I like to go big or go home, you know, usually the latter. But One comment we both made is that we felt like, based on the year before, that a lot of indie movies had been the last two years. So we said that this year would be full of Mm. blockbusters, which I think kind of was the case a little bit. Yeah. I think especially if Spider-Man had gotten more nominations, we would have been right on the money. But we had they had still like West Side Story and Dune especially got a ton of wins. So that was a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I said that Rhea and Luca would both be nominated for animated feature. And we did say that we thought Luca was going to win best animated uh, feature. This was pre-even seeing Luca at the time. But I guess we man. both were like, it's Pixar. We've got our money on it. Mm. um and yeah well wasn't like finding dora the only other one that hasn't won so now that's two pixar movies that haven't won did the good dinosaur win maybe that was the other one i don't know i just feel like maybe the more recently but it is pretty rare still to have yeah i mean they've been pushing quite a few onward didn't win did it no maybe i don't even know (laughs) okay (laughs) i think in the last couple years maybe they've lost more because soul won yeah yeah okay um, we believed that there were going to be nominations for In the Heights and West Side Story. One of those was true. Yeah, and I think In the Heights kind of got erased. It really did, yeah. I mean, it wasn't great, but I, I do think that it got kind of lost in the conversation. Uh, we said yeah. an SFX nomination for a Marvel movie, which happened. Two Marvel we movies, got in fact. Two. And <laughs> that, Shang- that is like kind of a lame yeah but though, we did like- we did mention shang chi as one of the ones and that did we didn't even talk about spider-man at all um but i don't know that oh, we wow. knew it was coming out at this time yeah um you said <laughs> this is the eternals one that eternals would get nominated oh, for cinematography okay. and for best picture <laughs> i gotta say i still think it could have got i think cinematography in that movie was really good but 
I don't. Yeah, I think it was like if it was re- a really good movie, like if it was received as even like Shang Chi was, I think it could have gotten a lot of different things mm. of technical even because it was because she just won last year. So if that Maybe. movie had gotten a good reception, that's what I was going with. Like I was banking on it getting a good reception, which did not happen. So yeah, best picture was definitely a wild, a wild prediction but you gotta like i said you gotta reach out we both said that remark. we thought french dispatch would get a lot of nominations man that's really sad i said which i didn't even know that i said this but i said it and i was right that paul thomas anderson would be nominated for best director mm. which is a pretty niche uh prediction to make that far in advance so it is it is i think i Look really went out on that one um, I said that Dune would definitely be nominated for special effects and maybe sound score and other technicals, but I said it wouldn't be nominated in any of the major categories. Hmm. And you said that Dune right except for would sweep the nominations and get at least 10 nominations. Didn't it get 10? I'm pretty sure I don't remember 10. the exact number, but I think it did. I think Because it, it was it, nominated it in all of the technical categories and then yeah. also... Adapted so you're pretty on the money there. Best picture. I said that Anna de Armas would get nominated for Marilyn Monroe, and you followed that by saying that she would win. Man, and that movie didn't even come out. And now, if that movie had come out and it was rated R, yeah, then I think it, we would be right. But now it's like I, a major yeah, I no. think at this point it's beyond awards. Um, yeah. you said <laughs> that Zola would get nominated. For adapted screenplay and that would have been cool though. Other artsy that would have been a cool categories nomination. because you said it would be very artsy and you were like, I could see it getting no, it artsy was. categories. It was pretty artsy. I said that Clifford the Red Dog would get a special <laughs> effects nomination. <laughs> and you said that Clifford would be nominated in our best dog awards. Oh wow. And we did not even see that. We movie. didn't even see it. So that's kind of so. funny. Um, and the yeah. final thing I'll say is that you said, quote, I think it'll be a fun Oscars, <laughs> end quote. Mm. And we both did like say that we thought this year's was going to be better than last year's, which we were wrong. We were wrong. So who would have thought that we would be looking at last year's but like as the good old days, you know, yeah. like, wow. Remember when they could make speeches? Yeah, it was uh, this Oscars was pretty wild. Now, I think this we're going to. I think structure this a little differently than we have the last two years because those years we had more exciting things to talk about nomination wise. I mean, win wise, I think a lot of the wins this year, pretty much all of them were pretty predictable. Like there wasn't really any upsets. So I don't think we have as many things to talk about in the wins. It's more like what surrounded the wins in the ceremony itself. Yeah. So what were your pre-show thoughts? Mm. Uh, We had the red carpet going. Um, We got to hear the last text that Billie Eilish sent. Wow. We got to hear hot burning questions. All of Vanessa Hudgens's um, predictions. Her annoying laugh. Yeah. What were you kind of feeling as the red carpet started? Uh, then halfway through, obviously we're starting to get Twitter announcements of winners inside the awards that we're not getting, which I don't understand why at that point they just didn't do like a double stream. Like this is what's happening here and this is what's happening here or let you opt into that instead of 
watching the red carpet, like, give an option. I don't know. Mm. I think it was, like, they wanted it to still be a surprise. But, like, weren't the Oscars, like, their account were even just tweeting what happened? Um, I feel like I saw some tweets from them. I don't remember if, if not, they were. Obviously, like, tons of people that were yeah, at the ceremony they, yeah, were. Yeah, press and so stuff. So they should have, like, if they wanted it to be a surprise, they should have made it, like, they couldn't no say phones. They couldn't say anything, sure. And they can't say anything, like a non-disclosure agreement. Um, yeah, the pre-Oscar thoughts, the morning of, I was pretty excited. Red carpet always kind of dims that excitement, you know? The red carpets in the recent years have not been great, but I was... Ugh. This one specifically was bad. I think some this things This one was that... like really a bad red carpet. So it's like it really dampened a lot. Yeah, some things I didn't like about it. I mean, all the hosts were bad. And then they were doing these segments where they were like asking random people movie trivia. Yeah, like people I've never seen. And it, yeah, because they were just random bystanders who were there. And because it's everyone like, was in watching the wins. Why do that's we where you'd need to be. see these stupid people? I mean, no offense to these people that like movies and wanted to come and watch the stars on the red carpet. But, like, why are we interviewing them when we should be interviewing, like, celebrities? Because that's what a red carpet is for. And right. red carpet is about the fashion. So, like, if you're going to do it about fashion, tell me about the fashion and the looks. Like, don't tell me about what your predictions for the movies are and the categories. Yeah, I do think, like, questions are a cool idea, but I think they should have, if you're using celebrities, like, doing the questions. Because I think, like, it was a fun idea. They had the iconic quote, but you have to say it differently. Sure. But all three people were, like, people I've never seen in my life. But, like, imagine if they did that game with, like, Andrew Garfield did one of them. That would just be so much more exciting because we are actually watching to see them instead of people yeah it just was heard. very not good yeah and also the, they always pick like terrible hosts like they have no idea well to, and why didn't they just have interview. the tick like tiktok stars host because if that was like i mean i would have rather seen random tiktok stars hosting than like vanessa hudgens yeah sophia carson was there and i liked how they had the one guy that was like I don't know. Like, every time they cut to him, it was like he was in, like, a parking garage. And, like, he was with, like, no one. I've Like, it wasn't – he wasn't even on the red carpet. So, it was just funny the people that they stationed where and they kept cutting between them. And sometimes there was no music and sometimes there was music. It was a very – It was very Teen Choice Awards, VMAs, like, silly little other award shows. Like, it didn't feel like it had anything to do with the Oscars. Mm. Very good point. Um, so, yeah, I guess that kind of set our expectations for what the rest of the night would hold. Yeah, and if, it just, you know, it never went really up. Went, it never went up. It really up. went downhill. <laughs> I mean, it went up in in some ways, but not in ways that were good. But, like, it definitely had highs and lows in some form of fashion. Yeah, so the beginning of the show was also a big, like, not a great way to start the show because it cuts to the only pre-recorded performance which was beyonce's song well they were saying that she was just doing it live but somewhere else but it didn't look live like, yeah, did, it, like did that look live they said to you that, well it looked really bad on our tv for some reason <laughs> like i was seeing clips the colors were awful yeah so. like i was seeing clips that other people posted and the colors actually looked really bright but for some reason yeah, it was very bright um colors, on ours we use youtube tv 
It was very, mm. like, dull and bland, like, no contrast had been added, and we were just mm. looking at, like, the raw cameras. Interesting. I wish they would have... I just feel like... No, yeah, go. D- I wish she would have performed in-house, like... No, because I, th- I think the in-house performances are what gets you excited, because you, you're seeing everyone sit down and where they're sitting... And, like, getting a feel for the room. They still could have done the whole, like, neon yellow set um, yeah. and all that, but just do it inside. I don't know. I mean, I like Beyonce, but... It was just a weird way to start it, you know? And then it cuts just right into the cold open, like, the monolo- opening monologue. Which is awful. And, like, you don't get the chance to see, like I said, to see the room, to settle in, and, like, just... It just... The pacing all right off the bat, it just threw the pacing off of the whole show. Um, yeah, in the like you said, the opening monologue was even just jokes aside was just like kind of felt like they had practiced it over Zoom because they were paused for like five seconds in between everyone talking. So like one person would talk and then they would pause and the next person would talk. It was such a weird. It just proves that three people doing a monologue doesn't work because a monologue is mono, one, one person. Yeah, and it just also was like the jokes were not funny either. Yeah. And it's very disappointing that like just overall there really were only like one or two bits that actually had anything to do with movies. And then Mm. all the other jokes were like about politics or like things that had nothing to do with actual movies. And so it's like where movie lovers unite, baby. Where are the where are the jokes about the movies? I don't know. No, and all the jokes that were about movies were making fun of movies, which I get like as sometimes a thing, but like it felt like no one that was on stage liked watching movies. You know? Yeah. Like everyone that was presenting, all the hosts, it felt like they just didn't like movies. Um. So. We had, I saw two different numbers today. I'm not sure which is actually the accurate number. Um, There was either 13.7 million viewers or 15.3 million viewers. Um, Those were the two separate numbers I saw today. I don't know which is actually the right one. Yeah, I've seen 15, but which is still, they're both bigger more than last year. Yeah, so either it would be up 32% or up 56% from last year, because last year was around 10 million. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that's still not great, though. Like, that's still not great ratings. Um, and I don't think anything happened that will bring No, them back. it's still not a lot. So I'm like, y'all really didn't do anything. Yeah, it was in, like, especially because they made so many decisions based on the fact that they were trying to get better ratings, and that's, like the best they could get from all the things that they did, you know? So, like, was it worth it alienating a bunch of other people to get, like, a couple million more? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. All right, let's get into some of the winners here hmm. um, and kind of go through what won. Dune got a lot, which it was, like, the expected thing. I was kind of, like, I like Dune. I kind of hope sometimes in those categories that there's a little more variety because it's interesting when like smaller, not smaller, obviously, but like movies that maybe only got nominated for those sometimes can get those awards or like they spread it out a little more because I love Dune. But by the end of the night, it was like a little like tiring to keep having that be like the only one that was winning any of the small categories because all like the big ones kind of were locked. So, yeah. So Dune won 
sound, score, film editing, production design, cinematography, and visual effects. Yeah. I mean, good for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think I said this on Twitter, but I think that it's like that did really good for just the part one. And so I think if part two is like just as good as the first one, then part two is going to get like so many. It's going to win like at least one of the acting categories. Definitely best director and maybe best picture um, is yeah. my long term prediction, I guess. Yeah. And then in the other small categories, some that were not aired again, uh, documentary short, animated short, live action short. Queen of Basketball won documentary short. Pretty much the only bigger upset of the night was animated short went to the windshield wiper instead of Robin Robin. That was pretty much the only, like, upset. The only upset is for animated short. And also, like, like, didn't even air. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And then The Long Goodbye won live action short, uh, which was Mm -hmm. cool. And we didn't even get to see all of Riz Ahmed's speech, uh, which is stupid. Classic. Since they cut it up and edited it. So that is very unfortunate and a bummer. And then makeup and hairstyling went to The Eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, which is exciting because it was good. That was a good win. We yeah. had the whole, like, Jessica Chastain made a big deal about how she was going to go to the red carpet early so she could go to the pre-show of this all. Um, and so there was a cute photo or video of her hugging the people and being there yeah. to support. She is just, like, the nicest, like, she just seems so nice and genuine and authentic and, like, it's cool that she did that. I know a lot of other filmmakers and stuff, like Del Toro and them all like also made a point to be there for the pre-show awards as well and then the first like non-pre-show award that was given was best supporting actress uh which was given to ariana debose from west side Mm -hmm. story which was a a good win um she still looked like very surprised which was kind of funny i don't know if it's just like the shock factor of hearing your name yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, so locked at that point. So it was funny to see her, like, she seemed the most shocked out of anyone. Yeah, and maybe she... that was the most locked, I think, out of anyone. Just thought it wasn't going to be real. Like, I don't know. There's many, a know. lot of things that could be going through her mind. But she was very sweet. Uh, she gave a very nice speech, which, like, was the high point of the night, basically, was right yeah, at the that beginning. One in, both and... of the supporting speeches were, like, the two best speeches of the night, basically. Yeah, totally. Best animated feature film. Yeah, let's do that one. Um, that was Encanto, which we both got right. I think there was like a last minute push for Mitchell's. Like on Twitter, I was seeing some people think that was maybe really going to happen, which would have been an interesting upset. But yeah, I didn't see that happening in any world, unfortunately. And it's it's funny too because like even though I don't love Encanto, like they literally made fun of Encanto. They were like, oh yeah, it's like, I've only seen it because my kids have watched it five million times. Ha 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 ha. I don't know. That was just kind of a very disappointing section, I guess. (laughs) Like we said, because there was three movies this year that were really good. Like it would have been really cool to see win animated film. So it's sad that like we didn't get that. I don't know. Like, especially if Flea had won, because like people have been saying that was like the narrative that animated movies are just for kids and so like that would have been an interesting way to subvert that 
and it's so weird like i don't understand because a, a lot of these people vote that are in the audience and they give huge standing ovations for like flea like you can hear flea always got the biggest applause or but like it doesn't like why aren't you voting for it like if yeah, you're clapping know. Why aren't you voting? I mean, there's 9,000 Academy voters, so, like, we're only seeing a very small percentage of those. Use your voice, guys. Come on. Um, But, yeah, it is disappointing. There were obviously a lot of, I I have seen all over Twitter today, a lot of people who are from the animation community feeling very offended and hurt by a lot of the things that were said about animation during the Oscars, uh, basically just being for kids and jokes that about Encanto that were just about kids watching it and all this stuff. So I definitely think that the Academy needs to get their shit together for next year and yeah. start respecting animation as a craft instead of... Well, especially because an adult animated film won the short. So, like, they literally just gave the Oscar out to not the kids one. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's know. It's so weird. It's very weird. Um, so then we had supporting actor, which went to Troy Kotzer from mm. CODA, which was a lock, but also was very sweet. I cried. Um, it was a great speech. It he was gave a, great a speech. I mean, he has given, I said this last time, beautiful speeches all awards season. I've loved everything he has um, said in his award speeches throughout this season. And I think he's really funny and he makes good um, natural comedic jokes. Uh, but mm. it was very sweet how, like, I don't know, a lot of people you could tell. And I knew from that moment when he won that and everyone in the audience was doing the ASL clapping. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, yep, like he won and Nakota's going to win. And I am absolutely positive that I made the mm. right decision on my ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was cute. His interpreter cried and I cried yeah. and... <laughs> He looked great. He, I thought that he had one of the best outfits of the night. He wore like this dark green tux with a black undershirt and a black um, bow tie, and then kind of like a newsboys cap, which gives no, him it was a, a great, great dad vibe. Cap. It was uh, a great but, like choice. a cool dad vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really liked his outfit. Um, speaking of speeches, this one is interesting because Drive My Car won international feature, which everyone yeah. knew was going to happen, but they like. I mean, I don't know if it like if it. I felt like it didn't feel like he was done, like because he said like yeah. Two no, sentences. I didn't think I didn't think it felt like he was done either. But and they start playing him off, like they literally. He said like two things, and they the drummer comes in. Travis Barker comes in with his old drums, and thankfully he got them to stop. But that was like one of the my things. I yeah, was I most don't know who gave him that cue like i don't know if the stage man or whoever was directing was like oh he's done here's the cue um which is just really kind of weird and then you know he was like i'm not done and it was like great because they stopped right away instead of continuing to play him off but then they tried to play him off again um towards the end and it was like okay i don't know it to me uh, it was also very clear that he intentionally prepared a speech in English as well, mm-hmm. which he didn't even need to do. And just the fact that, like, he was enjoying himself and and the fact that they played him off and all that is just stupid. Yeah, because, like, that's one of the biggest categories, I think, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, like, that should be... I think it should have just as much time as, like, Best Picture because it's, like, they're, it's still a Best Picture win. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it was that was really ridiculous. Um, we had costume design was Corella, which everyone knew that was gonna. Oh happen. my gosh, she was so cute. Like the fact that she went up there and wore an outfit that was inspired by Cruella, and she was like, "This is my Cruella <laughs> outfit," and went through yeah. her like fit check. And then talked about winning. I mean, just adorable. I loved her. I was happy for her. I thought that she was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. A good speech. One of the better speeches of the night. Um, Then we had the worst win, which was Belfast winning original screenplay. I just don't. I This is like my favorite category. And this is like not a good screenplay. So I it was just, I was so mad. Yeah. I guess my thought on this. I didn't see Belfast. Um, I didn't really care about this category. I kind of was like, I am surprised at that one. I mean, I'm not really, but like, I knew that at least compared to the others, it wasn't the best of the year. But then I was like, uh, he looks so happy. And like, I don't know. He's had an award coming for a long time. So has Paul Thomas Anderson has had an award coming for a long time too. Yeah, but like he he was never going to win that. No, but no, he, he was. was. It was him, Belfast, and Don't Look Up were like in the odds where they were like all the same. Yeah, so those, but with one the of discourse three. around that, he was never going to win that. I think he had a chance. That's who I predicted, mostly because I really wanted it. That yeah, I I just at least it wasn't Don't Look Up because that would have been really annoying. Like at least, like you said, he looked like he was happy, and we didn't get this. We didn't have to see Adam McKay on stage win. So I guess it's like small victories. Um, then we had adapted screenplay, which this was, I think, I mean, you said you knew it from the supporting actor, but this is when it was like a hundred percent locked that Coda was going to win when it won this. Um, I actually said that I thought too, like when this happened, like whatever won this would have won best picture. Cause I think if power of the dog had won this, then it would have, like, I think it was power of the dog, this or Dune cause Dune was winning a lot at this point. And so that's what I kind of said is like, whatever wins this is going to win Best Picture. And we, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, this is one I've been calling for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I will keep drilling that home that I knew it. I knew <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, I this was no surprise to me. Um, and I guess good for them. They were cute. Yeah, it was um, another good, another pretty good speech, like you said. Um Documentary feature, this was not a surprise either. Um, Summer of Soul was this documentary feature win. Um, and his speech, I think, was good, but I, no, I don't know if anyone really listened to his speech. No, I would guarantee Like, that. I think I don't think anyone heard his speech. Yeah, I did see, like, quotes from it today. Um, and again, we've talked about our feelings on this movie before. So some of the things in the speech about it being like... I don't know, just the whole lost movie that, like, he resurrected and was never going to get, like, I don't know, all that still kind of sets me the wrong way. But Mm. uh, either way, like, I, what I saw of his speech did seem very emotional and heartfelt. And, like, regardless, I'm happy for him and that Mm -hmm. he was able to kind of have this moment and stuff. Right. Well, these were almost done here. So original song um no time to die one which was good because that was like especially after listening to all five performances throughout the night 
that was like obviously the one that should have won. So yeah, I had thought the Encanto song was gonna win just because. Me too. Yeah. Why wouldn't you think that would win? And this song came out a while ago, so I just wasn't sure. But I'm really happy mm-hmm. that they won it. And Billie Eilish is now halfway to an EGOT. So wow, two more. Get her in a in a movie, guys. Come on. I know, but she already has an Oscar, but that'd be cool, too, I think. Machine Gun Kelly was in a movie, so maybe she could, why mm, couldn't she be in a movie? I think she could be in a show. <laughs> they could cast her in, like, Euphoria or something. I feel like I, that might be a little too on the nose. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, best director is Jane Campion, so we she stayed. We were we we did a talk in our episode how we weren't 100% sure anymore, but I'm glad she won, like, because I'm glad Power of the Dog won one, because it would have been really weird if it had won no categories after being the front runner for so long. Yeah. So I'm glad she got she got the win here for sure. I don't know why she wore like just like a black. Sheet I said on. the same thing. Um, like nothing. Uh, yeah, I, if that's what she wanted to wear, props to her for being herself. But it definitely, I was like, you could have fancied up a little bit i don't know <laughs> put a bow on it maybe like got some extra fabric some kind of yeah bell, maybe a little bit more like uh, bling a sequins. cowboy hat for power of the dog like yeah I, there's if so many i, I would dress up as a cowboy bronco henry uh cosplay um and then best actor went to will smith of course which was locked and we'll talk about his speech and stuff later yeah, uh, but it was the worst awards. I think it was worse than Joaquin's <laughs> Phoenix's like <laughs> drunk speech. It was definitely more awkward than that one. And like, that one, because... the Joaquin Phoenix's was really awkward too. So yeah, yeah, that one was bad, but this one was worse. Um, well, there was there was other circumstances too that made this one worse, which we'll get into. But yeah. it, even on its own, like if this was the route he was going to take for his speech, like the protected family thing. That was like, it was just a bad route regardless of whatever the context. Yeah, whether or not the stuff happened, I think the speech still would have been bad. Like the whole God's plan. It's like, who are you, Drake? I'm a, a, ve- I'm a vessel for for my people, for the water runs through me. I don't know what was going on. Yikes. Um, I, yeah. yeah, a lot of people are, I was talking to someone that I was like, is he high? Like... I, he, I, he definitely had to be either high or drunk at that point. Yeah. Like, he w- seems so out of it. I feel like the best actor speeches are all... I mean, last year we didn't even have a best actor speech. So best actor, had, the last three years, has been, like, a very contentious category. Yeah. Because, wow. Uh, best actress, though, this was a pretty good speech. Jessica yeah, Chastain. I like I really, her. I, I liked her speech. I thought her speech was nice. I thought it was a very, like, refreshing way to... Mm move on from the best actor speech yes and be yeah. like she did here so, she did a great is job. a nice authentic professional person who truly <laughs> exemplifies loving people or mm. being called to love people in a way that will smith said he is called to love people <laughs> and then jessica chastain got up there and she was like thanked all these other people and all this stuff and then she was like saying lgbtq stuff and saying how awful legislation is and like just made you feel like as a viewer you're like wow she really does care about people and Mm. good for her Her dress was actually one of my favorite dresses too i think did you see the the photo also of her after party dress like the green no i didn't oh my god that was was even better it was her that dress if you can believe it was even better than the dress that she wore 
Um, wow. I was a big fan of both, though. And then we got Best Picture, which um, this was just like from this moment on, from the from Will Smith's acting speech, it was like I just wanted this show to be over because it was so the vibes were so bad, and I felt like the way this award was announced also was like really frantic and gave me anxiety personally. I don't know, so I didn't really like. That's I think kind of overshadowed this category, but it was hard because like the, it, we all knew this was gonna happen at this point. So yeah, but it's I'm glad. Like I said, like out of the ones to win, like it's one of the the seven, six or seven. I forgot what I said, but that I'm glad that one. So you know, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of records that this broke. Um, we can mm. just read a few here. It was the first film to win Best Picture with three or less nominations since 1932 with Grand Hotel. Wow. It was the first film to win Best Picture without directing and editing nominations since 1932's Grand Hotel. It was the first film to win Best Picture after skipping all fall festivals since 2006's The Departed. It was the Mm. first film to win Best Picture as a remake of a non-English language film since 2006's The Departed. The first one without a BAFTA Best Film nomination since 2004's Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Uh, the first film to win without a DGA nomination since 1989's Driving Miss Daisy. And it is the first film to win Best Picture as a Sundance Film Festival premiere, which is a pretty cool one, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think this shows that, like, this was a very different win than, like, I think even though the Oscars have progressed so much, like, not progress in a good way but like they've changed so much i guess is a better way to say it in the way Mm -hmm. that things win and what wins um we still kind of see it as like well it's got to be nominated for director if it wants to be considered for best picture and that's just not how really the oscars work anymore so i don't think that if the director isn't getting all the directors guild nomination love any like that that film can't be considered for best picture because i don't think best picture is seen anymore as like a culmination of everything in movies you know like it has to have the best directing the best acting like it's it was it's obvious that this one for the voters was more just like this is the movie that i enjoyed the most you know and it wasn't the movie that ticked all the boxes which is an interesting like change i guess and that people like keep forgetting i think yeah definitely i just did you want to say anything about this one because i know you predicted it too Oh, yeah. I mean, I predicted it. I I guess my thoughts on it, um, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen kind of what I've been saying this past week, is that I get it. I get why people didn't want this one to win. It's not necessarily the most popular in terms of being a very technical movie or being a movie that truly represents the craft of film, which, like, I don't know. I just don't think the Oscars are at that place anymore. I don't think we're mm. in a world where the Oscars are choosing the movies that are technically the best as best picture anymore. Um, I think we've seen that trend in the past uh, 10 years, especially. And I also think that, like, I don't know, a lot of people were being like, oh, this movie is a decom. It's not very, like, good. It's just a feel-good movie, and that's what people pick. And I'm like... Feel good movies have won Oscars, mm. Best Picture awards, yeah. plenty of times in the past. I mean, historically, all the way back like to the beginning with like 
wings for the very first Oscar, Broadway Melody, It Happened One Night, My Fair Lady, An American in Paris. Mm. Like, a plethora of feel-good movies throughout the years have won this award. I mean, more recently, Green Book is technically... Shape of Water, even, I think, is, like, one of these wins, too. The King's Speech. Yep, The King's Speech, Um, yeah. So, like, I don't understand where this is coming from. I don't know if this is just a hostile, like, space in film communities where people are like, cinema needs to win, and this is not cinema. I don't know. I think the Oscars flip-flops between the the feel-good and the cinema. In the last two years were the cinema picks. Um, and I think whenever that happens, people think like, oh man, maybe the Oscars are going to only pick these kind of movies from now on, but then they go and pick like Green Book, you know? Sure. So, and I Green think, Book is like, yeah. does not compare to Coda at all, no, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's a completely different um, conversation. But it is, the, it is a, a feel-good movie in that sense, but you're totally yeah. right. And like, I just this week was getting so tired of this because I was like, people are going to vote for what they enjoy. And if Coda was what they enjoyed the most, then like... Mm-hmm. Who cares? And I also think that, like, just in terms of thematically what we're going through as a world right now in the U.S. uh, in very divisive times uh, with COVID and a billion other things that are going on right now. Even stuff that happened at the Oscars itself. Yes. Like. Is that, like, people are really craving non-drama and, like. Things that feel authentic and make them happy and people are returning to comfort films a lot. And like movies that are coming out now, I've said for a while, we'll see this renaissance in the next few years of major studio comedies coming back from the 2000s and the 2010s. Like movies that are just very feel-good movies. And I think that Coda winning is already kind of the inkling of that happening among audience members and how it's going to shift movie culture in the next few years into something that mm. is very different than what we've seen pre-COVID era in my brain. So I guess my whole thing is like, it totally makes sense to me why this won. Um, I'm not surprised by it winning. Obviously, I've been predicting it this whole time uh, in the past few weeks. Well, but Yeah, this whole time in the past few weeks. Don't act like you're like, uh, no, like but six like, months. No, I mean, I was just like, no, yeah. I mean, I don't have any stakes in it this year right. anyway. I mean, leading up to the past few weeks, I was like, I don't know, probably Power of the Dog because that's been Well, that was really the, the only one that really people were taking seriously, I think, um, at that I point. mean, I don't, yeah, I don't care. But the past few weeks I've been on the CODA train. Um, yeah. And again, it's still not my favorite movie of the year. It wasn't even in my top 10 movies on Letterboxd this year. Yeah. Like, Well, I don't think, like, it's very rare that my favorite movie of the win- year is going to, like, be the front runner for Best Picture. You know, that's not yeah. really... Because then I think something winning Best Picture doesn't have to mean it's the best movie, if that makes sense. Because it's yeah. like... Because I think it can mean a whole different thing. Like, it can give this movie a new audience. Or, like you said, it can change the direction of Hollywood. So I think a movie winning Beck's picture is much more than just saying like, this is the best movie of the year. Yeah. I think best picture is more a testament to the culture than it is about the picture. And I think especially in times where there's a lot of stuff happening in the world, because you look at stuff in Academy history where like world wars are happening, the movies that are winning focus on that kind of thing and are a direct product of the war that is happening 
or a direct product of whatever else, you know, is going on in the world. And I think that right. is why Coda won. I don't think, I think Power of the Dog was a good movie. I don't think it spoke to anything that emotionally impacted the majority of Academy voters that, mm-hmm. like, wanted to attach themselves to something. I just don't think the majority of Academy voters are connected with Bronco Henry, and I think that they need to <laughs> they need to pray about that. And yeah, um, sure. okay. So that's all the wins, but we obviously have more stuff that we can talk about. First of all, like we didn't really talk about much of the 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 show, but the show is really bad. It was bad. It was the worst show. There's a lot of things that we would have done differently, so maybe we can go over some of those now. Personally, one of my big things, um, obviously, like, I think having, like, Tom Holland or, like, a different host would have been the best option. But if they had to go with these hosts, I think it should have just been Wanda Sykes. I don't think they need to do any, like, more, even double hosting. Like, I think just one host, and she was easily the funniest of the three for me. That would have fixed a lot of issues, I think, if it was just her doing all of, like, the host duties so that would be like my change i guess if we had to have these hosts i would have just had her yeah the first thing that i would change if i were producing the oscars Hmm. would be i would move the we don't talk about bruno performance which they did it and this was one i was not excited for i still thought it was low-key kind of dumb um But I will say it felt like an opening number when they did it, yes, where they go exactly, and do each said. of the things yeah. and move. I was like, what is happening here? And like in the past, we've had opening musical numbers where they do songs from the year. What mm-hmm. I would have done is put this song at the very beginning of the show as the opening number instead of whatever the cold open monologue, three-way monologue was between the three hosts. And do that and then pull other songs from the year. So maybe we bring in a West Side Story song. Maybe we bring in um, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. dancers doing West Side Story number. Yeah. And then maybe we bring in a song from In the Heights. Um, or any other number of movies that came out this year that either had an original song or was a musical or just something that was more prominent in the movie. I thought that's what should have happened. Yeah. I think it would have tied in and made a lot more sense if we had included other musical numbers instead of it just mm-hmm. being like first performance of we don't talk about Bruno like yeah yeah because it was like such an outlier well and it, was it was so like short randomly in the middle of the ceremony yeah, yeah it, was it so just weird. was it, it really felt off-putting where it was and I think it would have made a lot more sense if they had opened mm-hmm. the show with that yeah I definitely agree and I think even with the host because you said like instead of having the cold open I think really dropping the hosts was probably a good call yeah. because I think whenever the hosts come out, it feels like a tacked on thing. Like it doesn't ever flow with the ceremony because they use a lot of the presenters as like people that do bits, you know, yeah. the hosts really come out like three times. So I think that just like having that be the opening and then have whoever is doing Maybe you can have one person give a speech, but just like have the first presenter come out and then just do go into the awards. Because I don't think that I think that like the hosts monologues just like slow everything down to like a complete stop. So, yeah, yeah, that is a great I, I opening. Yeah. And I think it would have. And like you said, they are doing the talking to the camera, which is usually what they would have done in those where like they bring you onto the stage. 
So yeah, I think that would have been a good call for sure. Um, here's the other thing I would have done. I would have had people from the James Bond franchises through the years be the introducers for the James <laughs> yes. Bond. Um, anyone that or anyone in the James Bond movies, a director. Yeah, like Bond I don't girl, understand like, why. Like we had these three guys. Why didn't we have three people from d- the different eras of Bond? Like why didn't we have Daniel Craig and like because they're thrill seekers. Like it just was so. <laughs> and I'm not someone that's like I know that. I guess out of all the athletes we could have had, Tony Hawk has featured in a billion movies. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's a movie guy, but he has been in movies. Kelly Slater has been in plenty of documentaries about surfing. And, you know, I'm sure Sean White, I don't really follow his career, but Sean I'm White sure that he has been there. in stuff too. I don't, I don't so know. I'm like, so I don't know. Weird. I guess that, that I, it just felt very weird for them specifically to yeah. be doing something that, has to do with like a major 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 like literally the most money earning franchise like of all time yeah just felt yeah i don't know very out of place so so, i would have chosen like real bond people um and then maybe edit a montage that was a little bit cooler um mm-hmm. and kind of featured more iconic bond moments instead of maybe just drive like, out a bond car like they drive in yeah, on a, in a bond car that would be like cool in, yeah they could I have know. done that they yeah, easily yeah they have a budget or they just, could have done like a little skit because i i personally i i mean this we can talk about in favorite moments but my favorite bit was when they dressed up as like <laughs> right yeah. richard williams and then she came out as tammy faye and even like um amy schumer coming down in spider-man like i thought that was funny because that is like campy it has to do with the movies yeah, they could definitely. have done a bond thing they could have come out with their little guns and been like um 007 you know i don't know like just no, something yeah, that makes definitely. more sense and has to actually do with bond and then another thing that i would have done talking about movie stuff is the godfather 50th anniversary i would have made this whole ceremony about that and the legacy of movies. Mm. If I could choose a theme, it would have been like legacy and then have the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, have Al Pacino and De Niro. What about movie lovers unite? No, what about the movie lovers? No, no, I don't care about the movie lovers. <laughs> I care about the legacy. Um, because what better opportunity to celebrate film and the way film impacts things? And I think mm. instead of showing all those really weird cuts of like stupid movies throughout the years, insert edits throughout the show of the way god the godfather has changed the movie landscape so kind Mm. of like maybe halfway through be like this is how like other movies that were influenced by the godfather and show like a fan cam edit of like a scorsese movie and like other kind of gangster movies and then later be like oh and here's how the godfather changed this in movies and here's how the godfather changed this in movies so have it be like a very godfather centric yeah godfather centric would have been the theme i would have done but probably more of a legacy theme and just the way like legacy the impact of film or whatever Mm. no yeah i think that's a good call that would have been what i would have done um and then obviously give al pacino more stage time my they boy. could have done a dunkachino live performance oh my god <laughs> could you imagine i would cry i would cry that would be the best the best oscars ever i don't care what else happened. yeah so those are the things that i would have done is there anything else that you would have added or changed 
uh, well, there's a lot of things that would have maybe changed. Yes. Um, I mean, airing all the categories that didn't get aired. I think going with the the James, just the only other thing, going with your James Bond thing, like, I would have had everyone presenting actually, like, be people that, like, liked movies or mm. were big movie stars. Yeah. Or and not, were not just, like, picked, like, Sean Mendez. Like, why is he here? Get him out of here. Like, his, if I Don't had to pick a relation. Don't you know he had a like, Netflix documentary about his tour? Wow. I, I, I did not know that. I'm, apologies to the Mendez uh, hive. I don't know what their their fan name is. The Mendheads? <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, yeah. I Because th- I think one of the better ones... I do like the presenter stuff. And one of the better ones was Kevin Costner's. Like, his, his was really, really nice, good. His nice, like, I don't know, like sharing why he loves movies that was another like that would have tied him with the legacy thing too where if you have maybe older actors older stars come up and be the presenters and like talk about maybe you have old winners even present each of the categories you have like an old best actor winner i don't know it could have been just like it would have really tied together like the fact that this is about movies and not just about getting like people yeah and even like lady gaga who only is recent to the movie Mm. scene like i felt like her because she presented best picture i felt like her presentation was also one of the better ones of the night Mm -hmm. where it seemed like she truly cared about being there because she loved movies and the craft and the artists and the performances which like i think that's cool because it's like as much as i am one of those people that jokes about like Lady Gaga's a singer and not an actress. Hardy, hardy, har. She's someone that appreciates the craft, and I think that's more important than someone like Shawn Mendes. Yeah, no, 100%. Or like DJ Khaled in the beginning. Like, that would have been my first cut, I guess, is cutting him out of the show in that, whatever that was. Yeah, I guess we can not move into like the favorite and least favorite moments, just sharing those quickly. I think that was definitely one of my least favorite moments. Great. I'll tell you my least favorite moments. Okay. Um, All the comedy bits by the hosts, uh, yeah. except for the one that I said. I know it was an ad, but I do think the one with Wanda Sykes at the museum was kind of funny. Like, I thought that it was, was fine, except for the fact that they were only doing it to advertise the museum. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know it's an ad. But, but like it was it made it was funny at parts which is more than a lot of the other bits were so yeah. but most of them were terrible yes um i was very bothered by i don't know who wrote these jokes um maybe chris rock <laughs> I hope not didn't th- i hope not them because i mean was... <laughs> maybe chris rock didn't even write his own joke that own joke it's hard to say it's hard to say it is hard to say though we'll probably never know but I also think that whoever wrote some of these other jokes needs to go because I just felt like the whole night just was full of very volatile jokes that had nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. And I also really just don't like jokes that are at the expense of people. Um, I think there were a lot of jokes about people that could have just not been said and we could have had a joke about some of the movies like West Side Story, I don't know, like make jokes about that. Benny and the of, Jets. You got you Benny gave and them the Jets. a joke. I gave him a joke. You gave him right a joke. There. Um, <laughs> Amy Schumer made a very poor taste joke about Jennifer Lawrence. Um, yeah, that was a terrible joke. I, <laughs> I don't even. I still don't understand what like the context for that joke. No, was. and there was no punchline. It was just really cruel and awful and ill-intentioned. Um, and then. The whole bit that Regina Hall did where she, like, 
pulled up the hottest male actors and jokes that sexualize people um, who have not given their consent to be sexualized uh, on live television. And uh, the joke about Jacob Ellerty, whether or not he was legal, I thought was a very awful joke. And I thought the whole bit then that led into her, like, feeling up Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa, not a fan. I just am very not into that kind of humor. I don't find it funny at all. I think it can be triggering for a lot of viewers and maybe even Mm -hmm. the people who are there who these jokes are being made at i don't think that's cool and i think that that should have uh not happened and the jesse plemons kirsten dunst joke as well also fits in that the joke about the last duel the joke about people not watching animated films like there's just so much that i felt like was Mm. in such poor taste and it's like, why aren't we, I mean, I, remember when that joke came out about Amy Schumer, the squid game and all that, the Nightmare Alley, that was funnier, actually, than all these jokes. I mean, awful, but like, at the same time, at least it had something to do with a movie and not like. Yeah, no, because I think, I don't know, those that joke specifically had something to do with movies, but the joke wasn't that the movies were dumb. Because like, I think you can joke about the movies but I don't think the punchline should be like, this movie sucked. Man, no one watches this kind of movie. If anyone who likes this is stupid. I don't understand why someone didn't make a last duel joke after uh, Will Smith punched Chris Rock. That would have been a funny joke that didn't make fun of the last duel. Yeah. Why wasn't someone like, oh, I didn't know the last duel was going to be at the Academy Awards tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, yes. that would have been a that great joke instead yeah. of being like, who watched The Last Duel? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, I have a movie the director hasn't even watched. Like, man, that was the fact that Last Duel got so much snubs. But like that was just a- adding that on to everything. Was yeah, just, man, we should write jokes for the Oscars. I can't even think of any other ones, but I'm sure that I could have thought of some better jokes. I mean, I'm sure we could have thought of better jokes than the ones that were made here. Yeah, they were really bad. I do think, I mean, with the exception of the Chris Rock thing, um, a lot of the jokes that the presenters made were at least a little better than the ones the hosts made. So I think it also just shows, again, like, I don't know why we have hosts because I just don't think that works anymore with, I don't I don't know. I just think the stand-up comedy in general is a lot different now than it was in like the 80s when they had yeah hosts, and i think know. having hosts that are movie people like i still think one of the best hosts we've ever had was neil patrick harris he is a, a comic but like he is a movie actor and uh, is a very you know well-known and renowned actor as well and it's like there's a lot of people like that that could be yeah. i mean they could have had tiffany haddish host i mean i'm not a big tiffany haddish fan but i think that like I don't know. At least she's in movies. No, definitely. I mean, imagine Adam Sandler hosting. Oh my that would that would be so fun. I would die. <laughs> I don't even know what my favorite moments are because it's like 
There was so a few things that happened. A couple of the speeches, uh, like we already said. Yeah, we already kind of said them. Yeah. I did laugh when Amy Schumer came down as Spider-Man, and then they cut to Andrew Garfield being like, oh my gosh, and putting his hand to his face. I liked Andrew Garfield texting during one of the Yeah, one of the, the, the Andrew Garfield reaction shots, um, amazing. We did not get enough Spielberg uh, in the cameras, I don't think. No, uh, He did have the one of him taking a picture while the Francis Ford Coppola was on stage, yeah. which I thought was funny. That was a great, like, I think I, this just proves even more that we need, they need more cameras there that maybe aren't recording it like live, but give us shots and that they can release later because there's so many things I would love to see, have seen people's reactions yeah. to. Um, they need a specific channel for every person that goes to the Oscars. And if I want to see everything, I want to see the Billie Eilish channel. I want to see all her reactions, no matter what they are. They just have it pointed at every per- No, I don't want that. But I just think they need more reaction shots. Yeah, that. And I think the other thing I just really would have loved is more jokes that just make you groan. Like you sit mm. there and they say like a pun, like a nice what yeah, happened to like puns? They say something about I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of like a, Benny and the Jets. Yeah, or <laughs> like they say something about drive my car. Like oh, drive my car, which is something that none of you did tonight because other people drove your car, and then everyone's like, uh, well, like, drive my car is about um. Uh, uh, like he gets driven, so it yeah, is. They could have made even something like that. I mean, that it's too. like those are the kind of jokes that I'm here right. for. Like jokes yeah. that are dumb but kind of funny, and everyone's like, uh, and then everyone tweets like, ha ha ha, not funny. Like you know, like that. Yeah, is but just... like not funny in a good way. Because I don't know if a lot of the jokes are ever like laugh out loud funny, but at least they're like funny in that way where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't see that joke coming. Like, yeah. one of those kind of things. Like, dad jokes. They could just be dad jokes. I mean, they could make a lost daughter joke. The lost daughter? Is that about Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend? I don't know. They could have done some, <laughs> another. I feel like every, he get they, he gets a joke every year, and every year I laugh. So, I, I'm i up for the... I'm, I'm here for those jokes. I think those are funny. Or, like, I'm sure there's a different, like, another famous Spencer being, like... And Kristen Stewart nominated for Spencer, which is apparently not a movie about Spencer Blank, but is actually about Princess Diana. Why didn't yeah. they just call it Diana? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that's a, that is a funny Obviously one, yeah. much more refined, but we're just feeding them ideas we're, here. We're spitballing. <laughs> this, is called, this, is, this is called a brainstorming session. I mean, like, I West, Side, went, West Side Story, um, East Side. It's on the East Side. I, like, they could have taken any of the Dune jokes people made over, like, when Dune was out, like the Dune Your Mom jokes. Like, that's a... Yeah. that's a hit that's a certified classic already the worst person in the world they could have made so many jokes about that oh my gosh like fill in the blank with who you want to make fun of it's like anyone don't look up like don't look up this on google it's... well amy schumer did do a don't look up one but it was again making fun of the movie so yeah it again wasn't like nightmare maybe... alley gives you a lot of options yeah, yeah. There, I mean, she like you said, the joke that she made, the Nightmare Alley joke that she didn't put in the show, is one of those jokes. Like, it's definitely like a raunchier version of those jokes, but it is one where it's like they use the title of the. Yeah, movie I mean, I don't need joke. jokes about Amy Schumer's sex life, but like jokes that so have to do with the movies. Don't watch Amy Schumer's specials then, because that's all you'll get. All right, I think it's time to do a couple quick comments on what. 
the only thing anyone's talking like we've like any everything we've talked about is like what no one's talking about yeah um, which is probably a good thing <laughs> yeah i mean they're like like we've been saying this is a really not a good show not like saying that this sh- it's good that this happened because it obviously isn't but like if this hadn't happened then i don't even know if anyone would be tweeting about the oscars anymore because i don't think anything notable happened that yeah. people would still be talking about right now so this is obviously the will smith fiasco which is more like two fiascos like it was like the craziest thing because it happened and then everyone like on twitter reacted it was like it was almost like they planned like to have that perfect time in between that happening and his speech to for everyone to wonder like what is he gonna do yeah yeah and like right away there was so much like was that staged what just happened until people who were there started being like that was insane that was not staged and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh my god like then what actually just happened yeah so basically i mean everyone already knows what's up with this um so there's a billion 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 thoughts on this online i'm sure we're gonna be seeing think pieces about this for weeks so there's not much that we can add that i think would be I guess my main overall thoughts are, like, the original joke was a cruel joke to make. I didn't think it was a very funny joke. I actually didn't even hear the original joke. No, I didn't hear the joke either. Like, I didn't even know as what it was. As soon as she reacted to it, I heard Jada, and then as soon as she reacted to it, I was like, ooh, yikes. Yeah. Like, she yeah, didn't like reaction, whatever that yeah. was, but I didn't even hear the original joke. And then everything that followed, it was like, oh my god, wait. Again, like I said, any jokes that are at the expense of individuals and individuals' personal, like, lives and bodily autonomy, I'm not a fan of. I think that that is not cool uh, to comment on the way people look, unless, like, you're making a joke about Timothy Chalamet not wearing a shirt. Like, that is something that is different, I feel like, than, like, commenting on someone's weight and commenting on someone's appearance And I think that those jokes cross a line regardless, especially in this case where, like, you know, she is a black woman who is struggling with or has experienced alopecia, which is, you know, obviously something that she can't help. And I think that that, I mean, she looks amazing, too, by the way. Her dress Mm -hmm. was amazing. She was one of the standout looks of the night, I think. And so just as disappointing that that joke, like, flew. I don't know who cleared that joke. I don't know if it's something he just said or if, you know, someone wrote it for him or the academy. Like, I don't know where that falls in. Um, Definitely should not have been said. But I also stand on the side that, like, no one should have been bitch slapped. Um, Mm. I think that there could have been a very powerful way that um, it could have been handled and still protested without having a slap be the only thing that's being talked about now. That it actually could have been a conversation about how that was extremely wrong for him to say Mm -hmm. that. Will Smith could have yelled something. They both could have gotten up and walked out. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that would still uh, be standing up for her and saying, this isn't cool, not about it. But doing something that actually makes a powerful impact instead of all the headlines being like, Will Smith punched Chris Rock. Right, because that that is the only headline, like you said. Because I do think... I feel like even maybe the reason that he got punched 
might not even be like people really even fully care about because the headline is that he punched someone. Yeah, which I think is part of the problem is that a lot like and especially even in his speech, which was a train wreck, um, he's going on and on about protecting his family. I would have loved for him to give a speech that brought awareness to it and been like, Mm. this joke was really disrespectful and this is why and like Jada is beautiful and you should not make jokes like that because that is cruel and bad and very Mm -hmm. ghoulish of you. I think that that would have been a perfectly reasonable response and I think that he would have been applauded for it, for standing up for her and like making a statement about how uh, it's important to stand up for people who have disabilities or have uh, disorders and all that, but it just is like... I don't know. I just think it overshadows the actual problem that happened with the Mm -hmm. moment that happened. Because he is facing repercussions, which he should, but I also think, like, it should address the bigger problem of why does the Academy allow jokes like this to fly? Mm -hmm. Like, because that wasn't the only poor joke that was made at the Oscars. I mean, I talked about the Jennifer Lawrence one. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff that is being overshadowed by this instead of being like, I think there's more of a root problem where a lot of women were chastised for their appearance on live television without having any say in it. And that's not cool. Yeah. Well, it was all, all, a lot of the jokes were like you said, like in that violation kind of category, even like physically at the point and that one bit. Um, and so that joke was kind of like, I think, I don't know, like one too far, you know, like because that was yeah. like it even it wasn't even like it was out of place because that was like the theme they had established for the night that all the jokes were going to be like either mean to people or like violating of people or violating of like the movies, you know, like all the jokes are going to be negative in that way. And so and a lot I think... were at the expense of women. I mean, not even just mm-hmm. negative in general, but like jokes like I mean, the Kirsten Dunst bit that like, joke that... was so bad was that so was, bad and rude and like the fact that I, she did that too after the chris rock joke is wild to well me. and it could have been funnier if it was about jesse plemons because like a lot of people even though he's been acting for decades don't re- like don't realize how many movies he's been in because he mm-hmm. like hasn't gotten a ton of attention and he did tv as well um so it's kind of yeah. like I don't know. I think it would have been funnier if it was about him. Like, oh, who's this guy? Like, blah, 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 blah. But the fact mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, it just didn't work with Kirsten Dunst. Um, because everyone just came... knows who she is. Because yeah. she's been famous for, like, tw- over 20 years. Yeah. Um, so it just, there's so many yeah. things. And I just think jokes about the at the expense of people and individuals. I mean, I think there is a whole thing of, like, Sure, you're in the front row. You're not Oscar nominee. Like, you're probably going to get picked on at the Academy. Um, But I just think it could have. I think you can make fun of things in people that aren't about their appearance, though. Like, I'm. Yes. Like you said at the beginning, like, you don't like jokes that are making fun of people. I'm fine if it's like maybe a movie they made and it's like everyone didn't like, like, and everyone knows was like a flop. Like, you can make fun of that movie. Yeah. Like, like the joke. um at the one of the academy awards where they made the joke about emma stone being in the aloha movie with bradley cooper and how they're both white and they're in this movie like you know like that is the kind of joke that i feel like could be made 
um, where like I'm thinking like make a, a joke about the last duel with Ben Affleck dying bleaching his hair like yeah, things that yeah. pertain to the movies not things or just that his performance in general like uh, the person yeah definitely um, I think I mean you could make uh, some good jokes about Benedict Cumberbatch being a cowboy in Power of the Dog and be like mm-hmm. something about his chaps that he wore and something about his big hat like. I don't know, like things like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that joke would yeah. be, but his hat was funny, so it, make maybe. make a joke about his big hat. <laughs> yeah, maybe they bring out the hat for him to wear, and they're like, "Can you wear this so we can see you wear this hat?" Yeah, this is gonna be a law, like a very big deal for a long time. So, well, I don't and I know. think it's gonna drastically affect things in the future. Yeah, um, well, what's we can like even add that to our predictions for next year because you were saying like I didn't that. You don't think next year will be a live? I don't think next year is going to be a live broadcast. I think they're going to do something about it. I don't know what, but I think they're going to change everything from here on forward. That is my um, Mm. idea. Yeah. Well, I've been I've said for a couple of years that I think they should have it be like either a Disney Plus or a Hulu live event because I think that would clear up any issues of ABC being like you guys can't have fill all this time slots because like. If that's the issue, then just put it on a streaming platform because no one cares about time. There's not time slots on that. Yeah. Um. And so I think that is the move. And I think that's what I don't know. Cause, and I think more people have those platforms too. Than well, like and it's more accessible TV. in general. Yeah, totally. Like a laptop, you could, people could watch it on. No one really watches live TV anymore. Like it's only for these one or two events every year. Mm-hmm. So I think that is one thing that maybe they'll do now if it is a recorded broadcast or a recorded thing, because that's a lot easier to put on a streaming service um, than a live thing is. Yeah. Um, I've got some category predictions for next oh, year. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any, so let's see. Oh, great. Well, I've got a bunch here, so I will okay. tell you exactly what is going to be nominated in categories. Perfect. I am going to tell you all five movies that are going to be nominated for animated feature. Oh, okay. Turning Red, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. Lightyear, the stop-motion mm-hmm. Pinocchio, and Strange World, Disney's Strange World. Those are going to oh, be the five animated yeah. feature nominations. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, Um, the only one I would say is maybe if there's like another smaller one that sometimes like to get in like the the missing link one of those like maybe that would take one of the picks like turning red might it be the one to go out yeah an alternate would be the bad guys movie um that Mm. is being advertised right now maybe puss in boots too because that has some pretty different animation chip and dale the dc superhero dog movie yeah so there's a couple others but i i definitely think most of those will at least be in yeah um i've got Four for you for VFX, and then a fifth potential option. So I think we're going to see the Batman, Doctor Strange, Avatar Mm. 2, and Top Gun Maverick in VFX. And then I think the fifth slot could be taken by DC's Shazam 2. Oh, yeah. Or the new uh, Jurassic movie. Yeah, that's a... That's a pretty. That's a better lineup than this year because I think there was a lot this year besides Dune that I was like, "This is not good." Because they were showing the VFX in those clips, which is another thing we didn't say. Clips are back, which is good. Like yes, the clips, yeah. 
but there was a lot of v- the, the VFX in those clips where it was just like not good. So yeah. I hope that that I think in those movies it's they might be better than the ones this year. So mm-hmm. I think we'll that Taylor Swift is going to win Best Original Song for her song for Where the Crawdads Sing. I think Where the Crawdads mm. Sing will be nominated for a lot of things, including Daisy Edgar Jones uh, for Leading Actress. And then I think that also being nominated for acting awards will be Florence Pugh for Don't Worry Darling, Harry Styles uh, for either Don't Worry Darling or My Policeman. I don't know if My Policeman is going to come out this year, but if it does, I think that is what he'll get nominated for. Mm. Um, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get nominated for Killer of the Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon and is going to be big. And I think Scorsese yeah. will be nominated for Director and it'll be nominated for Best Picture, all that. I think Joaquin Phoenix will get nominated for Disappointment Boulevard. And Austin Butler could sneak in with the biopic nomination for Elvis. <laughs> oh, yes. I think Elvis might be a sneak. It's either going to be everything or it's going to be like nothing. Respect was this year. We're like, yeah. no, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think Skarsgård will get nominated for The Northman. And mm. then um, I think that Jordan Maybe. Peele could sneak in for Nope this year. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't think... Us didn't get that many nominations, or maybe any, but the um, Get Out did, And I think at this point, people recognize him as, like, a good filmmaker, so I think that it can be a culmination thing. And then my other little um, ones are, I think, Knives Out 2 will be nominated for original screenplay. Mm. I think that Hocus Pocus 2 will be nominated for costumes and hair yeah. and makeup. And I think Downton Abbey 2 will also be co- costumes and hair and makeup. Oh, yeah. Do you think um, Do you think Batman will get in Best Picture? Will that be the Dune slot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think, I mean, I can't think of any that are coming out other blockbusters this year that are that kind of Avatar. Yeah, I think that is going to be really interesting how people take that, you know, how people respond to avatar 2 because if they respond really well will it be like another repeat of 2000 of the first one um i don't, I don't know. know so that is a good point like i think if that is really big then maybe they'll do that one but also they're like well we already did the first one so do we want to do this i don't know i do think if it's big james cameron will definitely get best director though because like he's been for years talking about how big of a project this is like he's been on this campaign trail for like four years yeah so I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right. So you had a lot of good predictions. I didn't have that many, but maybe everyone else listening has more than I do because our question of the week is what is one prediction you have for next year's Oscars? So that can be a category that you think someone might get nominated in a category. Someone might win a category, something about even the ceremony. Maybe you have a host. Will there even be a host? Will there even be a ceremony? I don't know. There's don't so know. many... There's so many predictions you could make about next year's ceremony. Um, yeah, so let us know. I think I would. I'm really looking forward actually to reading those because I think people are a lot smarter than I am. Mm. So I bet people will have some better ideas than, and I'll be like, oh, obviously that makes sense, but I didn't think of it. So yeah, let us know. Um, you can let us know on um, Spotify. There's a way to answer on there, on any of our social media platforms or our website, and that's all in the show notes. So just take a look down there and you'll uh you'll see and our next episode is a pretty exciting a pretty exciting episode it's gonna be a good one uh it's gonna be in addition to our childhood 
classic series, which is a new favorite of ours. Uh, I think we've mm. been enjoying doing those. We'll be talking about Beethoven, uh, which mm, is the, definitely a classic. Yeah, because it is going to be the 20th anniversary of Beethoven. Next um, week. Coming up next week. So we got to celebrate our boy turning 20 years old. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in so long. I it's haven't seen so... it probably since I was under 10 years old. But we watched it a lot. So No, yeah, same. It was like a small chunk of time where i probably watched it like 50 times and then like i've never haven't seen it since then i don't know so I'm, I'm interested to watch it again maybe some stuff won't have aged as well i really have no idea like i, I don't even no remember idea the what plot. to expect like yeah. i just know that it's a dog that plays piano <laughs> like one time and then they name him beethoven yeah. um yeah so we will be doing that episode on tuesday next week so you tune in 10 a.m uh 10 a.m where all of our episodes drop and if you want to listen, we uh, went on our friend's podcast, Godfellas, where we talked about Prince Caspian, uh, which was the mm. sequel to Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which they, yes. we had them on on our podcast in our last Childhood Classics episode. So make yeah. sure you go check out us talking about Prince Caspian on their podcast. Uh, you can find it on all platforms. That's Godfellas. Yeah, we should, we'll should. we put it in the show notes, too. Yes, that too. Listen. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you listen to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and you just couldn't get enough of Narnia talk, then head on over there, and you'll get more. Well, until next time, I'm Noah, and I'm Kayla, and, and we're your second hand film critics. critics.